You're listening to AskDaryl.com. You've got questions, we'll get you the answers. AskDaryl.com. Hello and welcome to episode number 63 of the Ask Daryl podcast. The Ask Daryl podcast is where I, your host, Daryl Girardier, take your questions on social media, technology, and communications, all dealing with the church, and do my best to answer them in the most brief yet thorough way possible. Coming up this later this month, I will be participating in the Simply Communicate conference. And the beauty of this conference is it's all happening online which is wonderful because one, I don't have to travel, and two, you don't have to travel if you want to see the conference. You can just watch online with the rest of your communication staff. And I will actually be putting a link. Uh, I'll put the link in the show notes, and probably when I post this on the blog, I'll do that as well. And the reason why I mention it is for one, so you can A, know about the conference, but B, um, I'm going today give you a little bit of kind of an intro, if you will, maybe 10, if not 15% of the talk I'm about to give at the Something Communicate Conference to give you some idea of where I'm headed. One of the things, or the thing for that matter, that they asked me to talk about was handling communications in a multi-site slash multi-campus environment. Now, before you immediately turn this off because you are not in a multi-campus, multi-site environment, let me tell you the principles that we're going to be talking about um, in that talk and even today will apply to you to a certain degree. Because if you are a centralized resource, which most of the people who work in communications are, you are serving multiple people in multiple uh, ministries all across the board, across the church. And that requires a different level of um, production, different level of communication, different level of strategy than a normal a communications person would a normal organization because you are just dealing with all different types of people and especially from a multi-campus especially in a multi-site environment um, churches are just unique in that sense so today i'm going to walk you through the, actually the first key i'm actually going to in the talk I'm, I'm giving you 10 keys that i think you that i learned and that i think you need to apply if you're going to survive and try to scale out a system for your church a communication system for your church for that, for that matter and so today, I'm going to walk you through the first one, um, and it's a big one, and it's the one that's like the foundational one that you have to do before you can do anything else, and that is if you are going to do a multi-site, multi-campus, or even a multi-ministry communications uh, workflow plan, um, strategy, whatever that is, you have to determine your campuses or your church's philosophy, and what I mean by that is, is that a lot of churches or a lot, especially in the multi-site world, multi-campus world, is that they don't sit down and have a hard conversation about how they're going to structure their campuses. For example, some churches have it to where certain campuses completely do their own thing. In fact, you would not even know that they were part of another church um, that are so different, even down to the name and the branding. Some places are extremely specific. In other words, you walk in, it's kind of like going to a Target. If you walk into one campus to another campus, you know what? It feels like you're pretty much at the same place, just maybe in a different geographical location. You have to determine which one of those models or a variation of those models that you're going to follow because that's going to affect all of your communications. It's going to affect, uh, it's going to affect your branding, your social media, your websites, uh, it's going to affect print, you name it all down the line. And you need to have that conversation because if you don't, 
what happens is people become really confused about what you're communicating and how you're communicating it. So step one is you can, you can, and then here's two terms I'll give you in terms of, in terms of doing this, this, this first step is that there are two different terms you kind of need to fixate on. Um, and one is called contextualization. You need to determine how much of a campus or a, a multi-site or a site or a ministry for that matter is going to be contextualized to their group. So in other words, if we have, say you're at a church and you divide up your campuses, let's say by direction. So you have a North campus. If your North campus is in an urban area, how much of that stuff are you going to let them contextualize to an urban environment? In other words, Sunday, you might use Sunday school at one campus at your main, at your original campus, but Sunday school won't work in an urban environment. People, your, your, your staff members may be coming back and saying, they don't understand what Sunday school is. doesn't really connect. We think life groups or maybe small groups, uh, something along those lines may connect better. So the question is, is are you cool with you of them contextualizing that to their campus? Um, and that's something that senior leadership and use communications need to determine because that's going to affect really quickly. As you can tell, well, that affects everything from branding. If you have a specific logo for discipleship and those type of things, does that logo change? Uh, do you have a small groups logo? Does that branding change? Uh, do you have a Sunday school branding? Does that branding change? All of a sudden, you can see the implications really quickly for how that affects branding. It also affects all the language in, say, like a bulletin. Um, you can't publish one bulletin for all campuses to use if every campus, contextually speaking, doesn't call everything the same thing. So you need to figure out how much of your campus is going to be contextualized. That's really, really big in terms of your branding and making things scale. Because honestly, the less contextualization you do, the easier it is to scale. The problem is, is the less contextualization you do, the more harder it is for that probably that campus to grow because you're, you're, you're trying to be very monolithic with your approach. And that's really difficult to do, especially when a campus wants to take on its own identity, its own feel, and people want to own things. So that's contextualization. The other part, the other side of it, will is continuity. And that's the idea of how much of what we do is going to be the same everywhere. What are the big things that you say? These are the things, no matter where you go at any of our campuses, these are going to be the same. Now, again, the more you do that type of stuff, the more you have continuity across the board, it makes it super easy to scale. Um, if logos are all the same. If taglines are the same, all that works in your favor. However, again, the problem is, is the more you push continuity down on your campuses from a branding and communication standpoint, they less like they feel like they own things. And that becomes really difficult because a lot of times you're going to get pushback from them because they'll tell you that things don't feel right. So for example, would be this is if you insist everybody uses a bulletin, everybody's got to have a bulletin, but when your campus is coming back and saying, look, majority of our demographic is in the 18 to 25 up to like 35 range. And you know what? They're not picking up the bulletin. They just want to receive everything via text message or a PDF or something on their mobile device. So are you going to push them and force them to use a bulletin? Or are you going to say, you know what? We're going to contextualize. Okay. Don't worry about continuity at this point. We need to contextualize this piece. They can go ahead and they don't have to use a bulletin. They can use mobile devices. You have to figure that out. And then you got to figure out, of course, obviously when you start thinking of the contextualization versus the continuity, You've got to ask yourself what systems are in place that allows that to work. Um, and if you don't establish that early on, what happens is, is that things start to become, the campuses will automatically contextualize. They won't even think about continuity. They'll just contextualize things. And before you know it, you could end up supporting, I don't know, four different bulletin formats 
All right, you, uh, which is something that I'm we're dealing with right now. Um, you end up supporting different names for things. That's not that's not easy across the board in terms of like how somebody calls life groups, small groups, Sunday school. Um, we're again, those are something nothing that we're kind of dealing with to a certain degree that with us. Uh, so you kind of deal with all of those type of issues, and it, all of a sudden, real quickly, you'll have great your graph designers, your editors come back to you and say. All right, I'm confused. What is what? And it becomes really, 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 really hard. So the moment you can figure out your continuity versus your contextualization, the more you're going to be able to figure out what's going to scale and what's not going to scale. So if you can figure those things out, and then once you come to do, you need to kind of basically figure out what are we call the quote unquote non-negotiables. Take those non-negotiables and basically catalog them. Um, Put them in some sort of branding guide some sort of book something that says this is what nobody can change no matter no no matter here no matter what um so for us example some of the things that are continuity across the board is the what we believe statements um our financial documents our governance structures those things no matter what campus you're at for us those are never going to change um contextualization for us is as i said before the bulletin slightly different the worship services are slightly different continuity on the worship services though we're all doing the same sermon series so you've got to determine those things and determine what the non-negotiables are and then once you have those set again that's going to make your systems scale but if you don't determine that not the continuity versus contextualization you're constantly going to be having these same conversations again over and over again with your multi-site multi-campus churches because nobody's giving them a clear direction of what they can and cannot do and of course every campus that you have is going to insist on doing contextualization on everything. And sometimes it's true. And sometimes, you know what, it may be a bit, uh, you might, you may say overblown. It all depends on where you're at and what you're dealing with in this, in those situations. So you got to keep all that in mind as you're dealing with trying to scale out all of your systems for all of your campuses. So keep that in mind. Now, when you do this, one way to also do this is, by the way, is not only just figure out the non-negotiables, but you can come up with sometimes a percentage. And you may say, as a general rule of thumb, we may say uh, we may say 60% is continuity, 40% is contextualization. Now, again, that doesn't help if you don't actually write down what those 40% is, what the 60% is. But, and again, the more you can develop that language and people understand what that language is, understand what the non-negotiables are, the quicker and faster it is, it's going to be easy for you to scale. Now, here's the other thing. The reason, there's another important reason why you want to determine all these non-negotiables and what's continuity and what's contextualization is that when you start up a new campus, if you do this right, then all of a sudden when somebody starts up a new campus, you know out of the box what they can and cannot do. And that's huge because all of a sudden you're not going back and reinventing the wheel. You're simply laying out a document that says, here's everything we're going to do. That's same across the board. Here's everything that you contextualize. And that makes it easier on that new campus startup to figure out, okay, here's what we're doing. Here's what we're not doing. So there's a couple of different, there's a whole different models. You can go see uh, Life Church, Elevation Church, uh, North Point, uh, New Spring. You, there's a lot of churches that have Saddleback. All, all these churches have different campus models. I suggest you contact them via Twitter, Facebook, et cetera, and say, how are you handling some communication models? Because everybody's a bit different for us. I think we're a little bit heavier on the contextualization, contextualization than we are the continuity. Um, for that, it's worked for us. And at some point, we'll probably maybe swing back a little bit in a different direction. But who knows? Um, for right now, it's working for us. So that's something for you to chew on and think about. If you want to hear more about this, I'm going to dive into like 
setting up a communication system. I'm going to dive into documentation, all the super nerdy, geeky stuff at the Simply Communicate conference. I will do that. It's about a 27-minute talk I'm going to give. And I blaze through things pretty fast. And I'm a fast talker. So anyway, thank you so much for listening. If you got a question for me, head over to askdaryl.com. That's A-S-K-D-A-R-E-L.com. You can hit me up on Twitter. I'm at D-G-I-R-A-R-D-I-E-R. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to AskDaryl.com. Don't forget, if you've got questions, go online and submit them to AskDaryl.com.